0: Actually, he covered for me because I was late. I start the service, right? But I was, you guys know. Anyway, so yeah, let me pray for us. How's that? <laughs> Lord, we say a lot of words and do a lot of things, sing a lot of songs, but if it's not of you, then it's really not good for much. Definitely not good for anything beyond this time. So I pray for. Our service this morning, I pray that you would just come and be with us, Lord, and uh, just take out anything you don't want, cause us, especially those of us who get to help lead the service, to not put in anything that you don't want, and also to put anything that we might not have thought about, that you would put it on our hearts to say or to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys ever heard of that though? The, the leaning tower of pizza? Who can admit that they thought it was the leaning tower of pizza? Okay. I admit. You know, when I was a little kid, and I saw the picture. I think it looks like. Does he have a picture of it? See the top? Look like a bunch of pizzas, right? I was like, whoa, that's a big pizza. Get plenty stacks, Do They put plenty of cheese on that burger, You know, like, no, it's not pizza, Kent. <laughs> it's pizza. Leaning, tar- but, you know, I mean, it's kind of a common, easy mistake to make because it's in Italy, right? And um, p- pizza is Italian, right? I mean, I'm, I'm a local boy, so I don't know. Pizza comes from Pizza Hut for me, but, you know, it, I think it originally came from, from Italy. Anyway, it's the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's 179 feet high and has been unstable and leaning even before it was completed over 800 years ago. Wow, right? We got any uh, house builders here? This is the thing. It, uh, it was built on a marsh. In fact, the word Pisa actually means marsh, marshland, marshy land. Scientists actually estimated a while back that by the year 2007, quite a while ago now, that 810-year-old tower by then would have leaned too far and would have collapsed into the nearby restaurante which is what it was called. It's a restaurant, right? Re- Sorry. I, I, again, I'm a local, not from Italy, okay? I try my best, but I won't eat spaghetti sometimes. Uh, anyway, that's how they uh, see restaurant, kind of, in, in uh, Italian. Those, the scientists who actually figured this out, they actually met at a restaurante that the, the, the building was going to fall on. So <laughs> apparently it didn't fall on them, right? Um, it's also significant to know this, that the foundation of the tower is only 10 feet deep did you know that it's only 10 feet deep um but it's 179 feet tall like whoa, that's kind of crazy so the question i want us to focus on this morning is what is the foundation of our faith and how deep is it because it's not very deep um The reason I ask the question, too, is because I believe there's a storm coming. It's a brewing. Can you tell? Like, oh, come on, Ken, it's been brewing for a long time. Yeah, but it's brewing, man. It's like it's boiling over, right? Um, It's a powerful spiritual storm, and it's going to test. It's going to test. If it hasn't tested your faith yet, it's going to test your faith. A lot of people have had the opportunity to leave church right now you know the i'm online watching watching the service like right i i have been you know but i even that is kind of tough cuz you got to be faithful you know cuz you don't have to change your pajamas you can just you know i i'm talking to those of you out there i know you know i I've, I've, i'm there you know but there's a lot of ways to fall out and it's really easy right now and so um this spiritual storm that's coming is going to tempt you to step out like a friend of mine said If it hasn't hit you yet, hold on. It's coming to your neighborhood soon. You know what I mean? Our faith, as Bible-believing Christians, has its foundation in Jesus. And the depth of that foundation is the depth of our love for him. Or as an old song says that I grew up with in the 70s. Sorry, I'm old. How deep is your love? (laughs) How deep is your love? I really need to know. Um, our Lord Jesus addressed this issue, I think. The one that I, I really wanted to look at was from uh, Luke 6, 6 46 to 49. So if you have your Bible, again, I want to say this really clearly. There's going to be a lot of people that are teaching really way out stuff now. So be careful, make sure you have your own Bible you're looking at the Bible, you're reading around the passage that the preacher is preaching on because I am not above this too. You know, I try to be, I pray to God, I cry, right? So, you know, I didn't fake tears. my, My daughter came up a while ago and she's taking an acting class and she's a really good actress, you know, and she said, she's smiling, she comes running up to me, Dad, guess what? I can make myself cry now. I'm like, oh, is that good? I'm like, your husband someday he's not gonna know whether you're crying for real or you just you know what I mean it's like and she does she can do it good, you know, like an actress right um but I cry you know and 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 i'm and I don't want to do that in front of you guys i um it's it's yeah it's very humbling, okay, so anyway check check out what I'm saying because don't just accept what we're saying in these days, okay. Um, here we go. We're going to re- read from Luke six forty six to 49 And maybe you could just read along with me as I read the passage. Is that cool? Um, here we go. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep The foundation of our faith is based on our obedience to Christ and his words. Let me pray for us real quick. Again, Jesus, I don't want to take anything out of context, out of the way that you want it to be said, and out of the meaning that you had for the verses. So please be with me, Lord, and check me if I go off, and also add to what, I'm thinking and what I'm feeling in my heart if there's something that you want me to add to this. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, we call ourselves Christians and call Jesus Lord, but when we do things that are not in in obedience to Jesus, what we're doing is we're living a life that is not supported by the foundation of Christ. Then we become like the leaning tower of Pisa. We start to fall because it's not supported. It doesn't have the foundation. I wanted to do an experiment, and I don't know if I want to do this experiment <laughs> because of COVID, so maybe I won't. But basically, you guys heard of the push game? You know, you stand like, I don't know, arm's length apart, right, and you push, right? Did you know that it's the, it's the foundation of your stance that keeps you straight, though? Pastor Daniel knows, Kyle Daniel, because he was a martial arts teacher, everything about leverage. And if I was leaning back like this, right, I'm leaning away from you, and then you just tap me, I'm going to fall over. My my son, uh, I got to watch him actually play a football game for the first time in his life. Uh, he's kind of a large human, my son Ethan now. He's, he's 14. He's about you know, for 14 local boy, you know, he's he's half white, you know, he's a hoppa kid, right? But he's about 5'11, maybe 5'10, 5'11. He's about 200 and I don't know 30 pounds, 225. You know, for a high school kid, freshman high school, he's pretty big. <laughs> but he was telling me, uh, not in the game yesterday he played, but uh, in practice, he goes, he comes home from practice, he tell me, Dad, I got pancaked today. I'm like, what is that? Pancaked is when the the defender hits you and you fall flat on your back, and they fall on top of you. They pancake you, you know. It's because, and so what I've been doing is I've been learning a lot about footwork, because of footwork. If you don't have the foundation, it's easy to push you over. And that's what will happen to us if our foundation is not right over the foundation of Christ. If we step off or lean off either side of the the word's, Jesus calls them my words, right? I give you my words, but who does them? You say, Lord, Lord, but do you do what I ask you to do? You, do you do the things that my word says? Well, there's a lot happening nowadays in, a, in our world where people not doing that. In fact, they're seeing that that's good. And we see what's going on. The Leaning Tower of Pisa is falling, right, of, of many lives The, the second point I want to make is that the strength of the foundation is determined by the depth, right? We talked about that. 179 feet tall, only 10 feet deep. It's going to fall down. And, but that, that, that depth is based on our love for Jesus. If you don't have that love for Jesus, it's going to be really tough for you to really dig deep in your faith, get a deep foundation of your faith. Um, the the verse says the the house was well built. Well, well bit, built house has a deep foundation. And the the way that that depth comes from is from our understanding of God's love. The Bible says we we only love God because He loved us first. In 1 John, right? It says it says that God, when we recognize how much God loves us, the depth of our faith gets deeper. If we, don't, if we don't do that, that's why we have a hard time. Because, and we're going to talk about this, but um, you, you have to really develop your personal relationship with God to have a deep faith. And otherwise, you're just going to fall, up, fall away. Um, you could come to church. You could listen to a sermon, maybe even a good sermon, great sermon on the radio, or watch it online. Even you could be in a small group Bible study. But if you don't have a personal, ongoing, everyday relationship with the Lord, where you're talking to Him and you feel like He's talking to you when you read His Word, it's not gonna. You're not gonna get the understanding of how deep God's love is for you. And if you don't get that, your love for God is not going to be deep. That's what I believe. And then when the storms come, you know, when you have challenges that day, right? At work, in school, with your neighbor, right? Any place, with your friend, with your spouse, with your roommate right? With the government. Oh, I got a mandate now. Right? I'm not trying to get political here. I'm just saying this is real life. If you don't have that deep love for God, hmm, maybe easier if I just do this. Yep. It's a coming. Again, the Leaning Tower of Pisa is only, the foundation is only 10 feet deep, 175. You can be Going all crazy, you know, going Bible study, doing all this stuff. And and your building is really high, but your depth of your love for Jesus, for God, is really shallow. Watch out for that windstorm. The third thing I take away from this passage is is that Jesus says, when a flood arises, if, it doesn't say if, right? It says when a flood arose. See, a storm is coming. I mean, it's already, you can see it. I don't think anybody's going to argue that we don't have a, kind of a storm going on in the world. I pray that there's a bunch of small ones first, like they're they are having, like we're having. Before all, excuse me if you don't like me saying this, but I heard a, pa, a pa, respected pastor that I, I told, totally respect say this, but before all hell breaks loose on earth, um, I hope there's small ones first. <laughs> To to wake us up, which is happening. I hope these small storms wake us up. Or we could just get pulled out soon. You know, the Bible also talks about a rapture. I hope that happens before the big storm. And then the fourth point, the final thing I want to mention, well, the point, it's going to be long though, (laughs) sorry. The final point I want to mention is that verse ends by saying, the ruin of that storm will be great from the storm, right? My mom is a tsunami survivor. Um, she took my family and I to go look at the place where she lived, in a place called Shimachi. You guys know where Shimachi is? It's down by Bayfront. It's, um, her house was right on the ocean side of the one of the canals, right as the Wailoa River turns by the coconut trees and all that, a little bit this way of the Kamehameha statue. That's, that's where her house was. That's where her neighborhood was. There was like rows of houses and streets. But she's a survivor of the 1946 tsunami. They called it tidal waves back They almost said tidal wave. Oh, that's incorrect. But anyway, it destroyed everything. If you go down there, we were down there with my family, my kids, and they're like, Mom, Grandma, you lived here. Like, yeah, we're standing over there. There's just grass and trees. It doesn't matter how good you feel like your life, you have built your life. If it's not built on a good foundation, the ruin of that life will be great. No one will ever see the accomplishment of your life if you fall away. And the Bible talks about there being a great falling away before Jesus comes back. And I don't want to be one of them. Do you? I don't think you do. We want to have that foundation deep. Because there's been many great people of the faith. One I really held dear to my heart, and I looked up to and I listened to his stuff for a long time. And he recently fell away in a big way. The ruin of his house was great. Man, I don't want that. I want to invest in where I'm going and not what I'm leaving behind. And, and I, I'll be honest with you, it's getting easier and easier as I get older. Because <laughs> what I'm leaving behind is less and less as far as physical things. But um, I've had that mindset for a long time. I want to invest into where I'm going instead of what I'm leaving behind. That needs to be on our hearts. And if you don't have a deep faith in Christ, a belief in Christ, uh, gosh, that, that's going to be real hard. There are places right now where that storm, that big storm, is starting to hit. Afghanistan, North Korea. I know parts in Indonesia where things are happening. And those are just to name a few. There's a story that came out from China a while back. Um, you know, a lot of the real churches, the registered churches, they just, they're only allowed to say what the government allows you. Right now, uh, there's people watching me online and seeing what I'm saying. Some'm kind of stepping out, right? Daniel steps out all the time and says stuff you know but um in in China, the only place you can really talk truly about what the Word of God says now is in the underground churches, right and there's a story circulating from back in a day in in China. Um, which probably still happens now, where they're having one of those underground church meetings. It's just a small group. They're not trying to, they don't want to be recognized because there's a lot of army, you know, intelligence, like soldiers. I've been there, so I've seen them, you know, with their machine gun and they got their hat on and they're looking at everybody through their sunglasses sometimes, you know, and uh, machine gun. They got it right there on the street. And uh, there was one underground church meeting. And they're having a meeting, and all of a sudden, the door opens, and here comes the Communist Party soldiers with their machine guns. And the leader comes in, and he says, okay, put away all the stuff you're doing right now. And he looks at them, and all the rest of the guys, you know, they have their guns cocked, and they're ready. They're like, we're going to kill all of you because of what you're doing here. You You should not be doing that. And... But he says, but I'm going to give you a chance. If you will come up to me and tell me that you don't believe in this and that you're never going to do it again, I'll let you get out of this building. After that, we're going to close the door, and that's it. Then you're going to go to this supposed heaven that you all think you're going to go to. So he says that. A, a few, Part of the crowd comes up, and a small group comes up, goes out the door. He closes the door behind him. He puts his gun down. Like Now you can have your service. He was a believer. <sighs> are you going to leave the building? It's coming. The storm is coming. We might not have the good soldier in our midst. I do, I do know that we have a good commander in our midst. Where we're we going. And that's where I'm going. If it's time for me to leave, he'll choose that. I'll go. Right? And I, I'm I'm scared saying that, <laughs> but I will. I mean, what what else am I going to do? I'm going to die anyway. One out of one people still die, right? The st- latest statistics, right? Okay. Okay. So, <sighs> there are many types of challenges, storms that are going to come. They're coming now, right? And it's a storm of persecution. Jesus said, if you if you follow me, you will face persecution. He didn't say maybe, right? <laughs> There's some type of, if you're really following Jesus, like I heard this um, one uh, African-American pastor said, if you're not bumping heads with the devil, maybe you're going the same way, you know? So if you're fi- feeling some uh, opposition in your life, uh, that kind of shows that you're maybe on the right track. I'm not saying that if you don't have opposition, you're, you're not going. That's, that's, I don't know if that's true. But the fact is the Bible talks about that great falling away, and it's coming, people losing their faith. So I want to just share quickly before, before this is over, three things from the passage that teaches us about how to storm-proof our faith in Christ. The first thing is that we, we need to know the, the Word of God. We need to know the Bible, right? Verse 47, Jesus describes a person Uh, whose house cannot be shaken as one who hears his words and does them. Well, how many know that if you never hear his words, you're not going to be able to do them? You have to know his word. And I, for one, have to... And I'm not boasting when I say this. I think I've maybe shared this before. I I read it every day, but I don't read it every day because I'm trying to be good. I'm reading every day because I'm really bad at remembering stuff. And the older I get, the harder it gets to remember stuff. So... I have to have that Christ's words in front of me every day at some point in order for me to know what he says. We need to know God's word in order to obey. Because standing on the foundation of Christ is based on obedience. That's why the guy's house stood in the storm, because he was obedient to the words. Not because he just looked at them once in a while, And not because he didn't know them. He had to know the words and then be obedient to them. So the next thing is we need to actively be building. You notice the word building there? He's build the house, building the house, not all finished building. You never finished. Paul said at the end of his life, he said, not that I have already attained these things, but I press on for the goal in Christ Jesus. He presses on even in his old age, even though he's been... They've been trying to kill him for a long time. He's still pressing on for the goal. He's trying to go where he's going, trying to invest where he's going, not what he's leaving behind. And that's what I want to do. I want to keep building on that personal relationship. I want to keep trying to be a part of building God's kingdom, even if it means stepping out in faith and doing things that are going to require time and effort like all the people with the operation christmas child has been putting th- all these hours in to get these boxes to to children so they can come to know christ you know oh. you know when that storm comes there's not going to be any time for emergency maintenance You're going to have to have built your house well. I know because we just sold our house. And before we sold it, I had to spend like months of work fixing stuff. And so I was like, why didn't I do this when I was living in the house? Right? Why don't we do this when we're living in this time? Now keep building our faith house, our, our faith foundation. So when that storm comes... Because there's not going to be any time to, to, well, now I really want to believe. Maybe I should read my Bible now. I'm too late. You're not going to do that. And then finally, we need to come to Jesus. He says, everyone who comes to me, it's an active thing. You have to do it. It's not going to be natural. It's actually very unnatural, or I like to say supernatural. Supernatural. It's because if you have made a decision to come to Jesus already, if you have accepted him, you came up front at a church service or in your own personal time, and you said, Jesus, I recognize who you are, and I want you in my life. I'm coming to you now. Would you come and come inside me and forgive me of my sin? And be humble and be willing to admit that and say, please forgive me now by your payment, by your sacrifice. Make that count for me. You come to Christ. And you know what? i tell you something. There's a passage in 1 John 1, 9 where it says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful to forgive us of our sin. You know, it's talking to people who have already made that decision. But we want to keep coming to Christ. There's passages in the New Testament says, that says we are being saved. Does that mean we're not saved? No, no. We're saved, but we're being saved too. We have to keep coming to Jesus every day. Every hour, every minute, I want to have dreams where I'm dreaming about Jesus. Because some of my dreams nowadays not so good. I wish Jesus was in them. I've woken up from dreams saying, "Jesus," (laughs) you know, because I'm calling out to him. Because it's so crazy, you know. I just wanna, I just wanna have Jesus. Give me Jesus. That means making a commitment or a recommitment, right? all the time if anybody wants to do that today please do it you can just do it with jesus just do it with god he's here the bible says we're two or three are gathered in his name there's more than two of us here he's here just talk to him he hears you he hears your heart. he knows what you're thinking but make it verbal because the bible also says if you if you say it with your mouth and believe it in your heart that jesus is lord you'll be saved he wants to save you from whatever you, you're into right now, whatever is is the storm you're facing. So just call out to him. Just come to Jesus. Or talk to Pastor Daniel or or Steve, or you can talk to me. you know. Or just talk to a friend that you trust here and tell him, man, I really need to come to Jesus. I don't want to be one of those fallen away people. I want to give you an update on the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I don't think we have a picture of this. <laughs> but it's now going straight. Did you know that? Yeah, that's right. I've just found that out on the internet this week as I was working on this message. The Tower Surveillance Group, which monitors restoration work, said the landmark is, quote, stable and very slowly reducing its lean. This is as of November 2018. Would you like to straighten your your faith building out now? I would. Just come to Jesus. Yeah. Can we sing that? Um, I don't know w- w- what song we want to do. What song should we do then? Give Me Jesus? Yeah? Okay, let's do that. Let's get the worship team up here. We all sing together. It's a really simple, it's actually a, a, a black spiritual song, and uh, Fernando Ortega re-recorded it, and um, it first time I, I I'm with crew and Fernando Ortega, Was on staff with crew like me. And uh, at the time when he came, he wasn't, but we'd always call him to come sing at the conferences. And he sang this song, and I was, I couldn't talk. Like, because it's so simple, but it's so impacting. Please sing it with us.